Statues of absolutely no historical significance. Who wants to buy some cheap iron ore? And Tony Abbott gets a backpack. Good day, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 9th of June. This is the Batuta Advocate Daily News Bulletin. My name is Errol Parker, and joining me yet again... Clancy Overall, editor of the Diamantina's last remaining broadsheet newspaper. Now, Errol, what's making news today? Today we lead with a story from our morning edition of the paper with the headline, Australians advised not to look too far into the history of some of our statues either, which is good advice if you want to keep the current status quo in the country chugging along. Yes, but tens of thousands of Australians who marched across the country over the weekend at the Black Lives Matters protest don't want this status quo. One part of making change is looking at the past, they believe. Yes, as seen in this story of yours, Clancy. Yes, following the images coming out of England that show anti-racism protesters tearing down a statue of a 17th century slave trader while demonstrating in solidarity with the US Black Lives Matter movement, Australians have been advised to avoid this conversation altogether. Yeah, well, say, for example, here there's dozens of statues and places named after Governor Lachlan Macquarie also known as, you know, to most HSIE classrooms around the country, as the father of Australia. But he's also well known to historians outside of the Australian school system as someone who enjoyed throwing Aboriginal women and children off cliffs. Yes, in 1816, Governor Macquarie was accused of covering up his genocidal crimes against local natives after he sent parties to punish the Gunungurra and Darawa people on their lands along the length of the Nepean River. The expedition ended as soldiers used their horses to force a tribe of men, women and children to fall from the cliffs of the gorge to their deaths below. Yeah, gosh, terrible stories like that. Don't know why you'd want to look into the history of any statue, really. Well, the more you know, that's what the protesters are saying, the more you know, the better. Maybe if everyone knew their history a little bit better, some of these statues around our town would have been torn down and thrown into Lake Batuta a long time ago. Yeah, well, the statue of your great-grandfather's in, in the bottom of Lake Batuta, I think. But I think the real issue here is education and how important it is, which brings us to our next story, which involved high-level talks between our own Scotty Morrison, the bloody big fella from down the street who's also the Prime Minister, and his Kiwi counterpart, Jacinda Ardern. Yes, the game of tummy sticks between Australia and China is dragging on for another week. It seems we covered this frittage of some sorts in a story from the afternoon edition of the paper with the headline, ScoMo asked New Zealand if they'd be cool buying $80 billion worth of iron ore if China walks away from us. Yeah, in the story, Jacinda Ardern had to tell Scotty more than once that New Zealand isn't really in the market for tiny bits of blown-up Aboriginal artefacts right now, and that when they are, they tend to buy these things, iron, steel, in beam form, right off the ship. But the marketing whiz wasn't going to let the Kiwis walk away without nothing, so Mastermind Morrison asked if New Zealand would like any wool. And not that super fine wool that Italians love turning into suits, but that 26, 27 micron shit that Granny had used to niche the world's itchiest beanie. Again, Jacinda Arden had to decline the offer. That time she hung up. And rounding out the bulletin today, another story from the afternoon edition of The Advocate. This one with the headline, Uncle Tony tipped to win Nobel Prize for selfless protection of refugees and environment. Yes, more accolades for Uncle Tony. This comes, of course, after he won uh, the Queen's Honour List Companion of the Order Australia today for his prominent work bettering the lives of Aboriginal people as well as stopping the boats, I believe. Yeah, Tony really is the uh, Subaru outback of Australian politics, isn't he? I mean, he's reliable, well-built and guaranteed to send a rush of blood to any 60-year-old upper-middle-class white woman's head. Yes, I was thinking he was more of a Mercedes-Benz Ute. 
expensive, useless, and just a dats and shitbox underneath. Either way, the former Prime Minister has been patted on the back by whoever the fuck it is who decides who gets a prize on the Queen's birthday. Is it the Queen? Or is it the Governor-General, Peter Cosgrove? I don't know, but what I do know is, is that David Hurley is the GG these days, not Sir Peter. He's kind of like the diet version of Sir Peter. I think you were lucky to get your OAM in 1999, Clancy, with that level of knowledge of how the Queen's birthday honours list works. And I will cherish my OAM, Errol, until the day I fly to Switzerland to put an end to this life, on my terms. I'm Clancy Overall. You be kind to each other. And my name's Errol Parker. Stay out of the pokies and never talk to the police.